that it could kind of have a spin on it that like kind of self checks as a like resolution. I don't oh, really make yeah, resolutions. That's a, but... No, that's a great that's a great suggestion because I think like let's say now I'm 24 going on 25 and like that like I'm when it comes to my health like I'm the kind of person and I think majority of people will admit to this as well that like yeah. I only go to the doctor when there's a problem like it's very much a reactive issue as opposed to like a yeah. proactive and I think like even I had kind of I was kind of thinking it out in my own head and I've always said this that like I'm very selective and the people I like to like talk to and interview and I never want to be like repeating the same stuff because I just think yeah you know, once you hear the message once, like hopefully that's enough to resonate with you. So that's why I was kind of really interested in your story because I think it was like your age that struck me. And like that I'm from um, around the Limerick area. So like, I'm pretty close to where you're from. And like, I think it was your age that it struck me because like I had said, I'm 24 and at 21, it just, and even still, it wouldn't be something that resonated within me or like something that I think of automatically to go and do, you know? Yeah, I think that was a big thing for people was that like, even though like mine is genetic, so like being that young is a bit rare, but like even I had people that were like 30 or like 40, they were like, I thought I was too young, but like now I'm definitely not. So like, even if it wasn't like exactly my own age, but anyone older than me, but wasn't at like mammogram age, which is like 50 or something. So it was definitely a bit in the middle. And just out of interest, you had mentioned there, because like, like I said, I'm a bit not ignorant when it comes to the situation, but like, like anything, you know, we can only know so much about everything and until you kind of go through it yourself, you'll never be an expert or know it all. And probably still even you're the same, like navigating through your situation and whatever. So like when you said there that it was hereditary, like in terms of breast cancer, cancer in general from my understanding it's that like it can be hereditary and that increases your chances but like even if it's not within your family like can you can you still be someone who could be subject to it or experience it yeah um so like I think I have what's called uh, there's a BRCA1 and BRCA2 mutation which is like a breast cancer gene um so like everybody has the genes but if there's a little like issue in either of them it just gives you a higher risk and like it's male and female so like it's breast cancer ovarian cancer is it there's one of the internal organs like your pancreas or your liver is one of those and skin okay. cancer and they're all linked um so when I was 16 my mom had ovarian cancer and then it meant that she had a like 85 percent chance of getting breast cancer um but then they don't recommend doing genetic testing until you're 25 I'm still not 25 so <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gotten it um but then for my brother it would be like prostate so it does kind of flip but because I had breast cancer I have like a like 40 or 50 percent chance of getting ovarian cancer um but it's more complicated because they don't want to take out your ovaries for like menopause and if I want to have kids and things like that whereas my mom had already had the three of us so then she had her boobs taken like preventative so it's obviously a higher risk if you get ovarian that you'll then get breast cancer because my risk wasn't I didn't have an 85 getting on so but like you can have the gene and, and never get it either so it's still a bit of a minefield it just increases your risk yeah uh, oh my god and just like sorry there was just so much there and like I'm sorry there's so much no not at all but like there's so much to be aware of and that's the thing and like like I know personally I've experienced cancer in my family with different relations and stuff and like 
everyone like a lot of people would say that it's on the rise and it kind of is becoming a lot more common and I don't know if that's yeah. because of like social media that you're exposed to like so many more people naturally than we would have been before and like different connections and friendships and whatever else but like it's definitely something that is it's one of the most prominent illnesses I would say that like everyone has at least experienced someone who has gone through it so it's so important to be aware and know these things but yeah. like in terms of what you said there just about the check at 25 like would you agree with that now having having experienced what you did and having received it at a younger age would you be kind of one of those people who's in belief of like lowering that age that you know kind of as young yeah, as possible I think so. would be great um like I'm still not at the I think it's starting to screening 23 or 25 I don't know I don't think I'll, I'm 23 now so I, I could be at that one um but I just think there's not much kind of said about like even the fact that I'm at or nearly at the cervical screening age and I don't know like obviously I should look it up as well but there's not much kind of said about everything um so like for a breast check the mammogram is 50 so like my mom had had both surgeries and it was like three years later and she got a, a letter saying you're now eligible and she had to ring them and tell them that like he has implants so she doesn't need it now yeah um but like I'd be waiting I have another nearly 30 years until I'm on that list um but the genetic testing I don't know they're not very keen even when I went to them I'd found the lump but I hadn't been diagnosed so I actually had my genetic test somewhere in between just because I wrecked my GP's head until he let me go and get the test um but they're kind of if I had found out they didn't want it to scare me into having unnecessary surgeries yeah so I kind of do get where they're coming from as to not scare people and a lot of people not told me not to talk about it but even my old family had said like oh we don't want to be scaring people because like your own age it's not, it's not that common like yours is because it's genetic and I was like yeah but I didn't know that I had the gene yeah. so like there's loads of people out there that also don't know that they have the gene and could be the exact same as me but then they could have the gene their whole life and never never get cancer so because there's no like one thing if you have it you will get this it's kind of hard to to check like I do think ages should be lowered when I went to the doctors they were kind of like and I don't know was it just a covid time um because I I was only sick during covid I haven't been sick another time so I don't really know but because of my age they were just kind of like nah, <laughs> it won't be anything yeah totally and it's like you said it's kind of that toss-up between like do you want to know and kind of it depends on your personality as well because like if you're kind of more of an anxious person like obviously that's something then that might start to consume you a small bit more and kind of make you a bit more wary so it's definitely like I suppose it's personal to everyone that choice you know what I mean when you when you go up to the genetics do you do you have like a a meeting with kind of like a counsellor okay um so they like go through it and then like they go through your family tree so like they won't give you the test unless there's a reason so like everybody can't rock up to the matter in case I get in trouble um (laughs) and say like I want to get the test done but when my mom went her mom had died and they didn't quite know why because of the time and like there's no death record and things like that um so they thought it was an ovarian thing but they weren't certain um but because she had had ovarian cancer they were like, right, you've had one of the BRCA cancers, so we'll check to see if you have the gene. Um, so she then had the gene. So then it meant that me and my brother could get tested, no problem, because it was like first line. I don't know how it works with aunts and grandmothers and things like that, because it can skip generations and stuff as well. So 
I know what you mean. And like, like you said, it's kind of cancer is obviously such a wide area as well. Like, I mean, your experience could be very different to someone else's depending on like where they get it in the body and like, you know, how severe it is and stuff. But like, do you want to kind of, I suppose, give us a bit of background on yourself, even like not just obviously your experience with your illness, but like different things like what you do in college and stuff, because I think it's very important to give context to the situation, because it's like you said, you were so like normal, you were just going to college, like doing your thing, like you were so young. So like, you know, that's all a part of you as well, I suppose. And like, you know, it's important for everyone to realize it could be any one of us. And I think that's always the point I'm trying to make because I'm such a big believer in like gratitude and, you know, being grateful and your health is your wealth. And it's so cliche, but it's so true. And like, like you said, if we can just be that bit proactive, it makes the world of a difference going forward, I suppose. And it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so um, I'm 23 now. Um, I'm from Chile, but I'm in Cork mostly because I'm in college there. Um, I'm doing final year in neuroscience in UCC now. Um, I was 21 at the time when I was diagnosed, but it was in COVID. So I had done first year of college as normal and then second year, I got as far as March and then we were sent home for lockdown. Um, so I did first year and like three quarters of second year. Um, and then my third year was fully online. Um, so it was actually April um, 2020 was when I found the lump and we were in online college. Um, so I suppose because of the family history with my mom, I was able to go to her and say, I don't think this is right. I was in the shower when I found it. Yeah, I was just about to say, actually, because that's how a lot of people say they find yes. is just by accident. Like people don't consciously yeah. check for them. And you'd often see like, I know instagram people will always give out about it but it is a great place sometimes like i see people you know that would share those areas to check for and how to do it and like you know just kind of reminders for people yeah and i think like for your chest as well it can be kind of hard because like it's lumpy and it's not it's not like flat like if you were to get a lump up on your arm you'd notice it straight away but i think it's just kind of hard to tell so people don't really know what to look for um but i think the advice at the moment is really that if you find anything go and get a check um and what I would have told people our age was that if you know what's normal now as like a baseline that then if something wants to come up you can say for certain that it definitely wasn't there six months ago or whatever and it's a new thing and like your boobs change all the time so most of the time it will be nothing um but I think it's just no harm to go and and get a check which was my plan was for me to go and meet him and him say there's nothing wrong with you have a great time <laughs> um so I went to the GP and they referred me to Cork which is the nearest like breast clinic but there's a there's a wait list for everything so I sat my third year exams in the middle oh my god like <laughs> they fair were on, play yeah I had like five I think it was like five exams to do um they were all online exams so I was at home and I think it was a good distraction though um because I just couldn't think about it everyone has said like how did you pass third year but I just had no choice for me it was good at like I've learned I'm good at kind of compartmentalizing things so I was just able to go okay they will call me and there's nothing I can do about it so we'll do exams <laughs> there's no point in me having something wrong with me and failing all my exams so we'll, we'll do one um, yeah just kind of tackle what's current I suppose and like yeah you, you can to, control uh, like, like that's the thing whatever you can control yeah like. definitely and like I was able to 
eating my exams at the time. I wasn't actually sick. I had no side effects bar the lump. So and do you, a, no sorry. one side. I no, I was just about to say, do you mind me asking like what was the time span between like you finding it and then like getting actually checked? Like was it long? Um so I found it the end of April and like I found it on like a Thursday, rang the GP and I got seen on like the Monday. So that whole side of things was quick. Then the GP said I'd be waiting two weeks to hear from Cork. So I sat my exams and I think they were like two and a half, maybe three weeks. Okay. I hadn't heard anything. So I rang CUH. I don't know if you can even do that, but I decided I would. And I was like, oh, I'm waiting for an appointment. Oh, yeah. And we received your file and it's like screened by somebody. I don't know who screens it. And they were like, because of your age, you've been deemed um, not urgent. So you've been put on a public waiting list, which is around 12 weeks. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and like, oh my, my God. My GP marked it as urgent because, so at the Christmas beforehand, Christmas of 2020, um, I just, I came into the new year and it was kind of one of these like resolutions, I suppose. But I was like, right, I'm going to get my genetic testing done. I'm just going to push for it. Um, I'm one of those people that I suppose because I'm studying science as well, maybe that yeah. like, I want to know. And like, I'd rather have the information than kind of blindside myself and just pretend it's not happening. Um, and I did obviously think that I would have the genetic testing and then nothing be done for years. But um, so they marked it on my file that my mom's history and that I was in line for bracket testing and I was just waiting to get it. I actually got an appointment in the middle of my exams and then had to push it out a few weeks. Um. So then I was seen, like, I think it was the 9th of May. So like a, a month later, maybe. Like later. it doesn't seem that long, but I can only imagine when you're going through it, like that is a lifetime. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm a very impatient person as well. So I'm like, yeah. I want to know now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to wait, but that's obviously not how the world works sometimes. I know, yeah. And then it was COVID and all of that. So like when I ran CUH, I was like, oh, I, I don't want to do that. And she was like, well, do you have health insurance? <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, we'll go back to your GP and submit a new a new application. We went right back to the GP and I was like, put me private, please. And she was like, no, no problem. Um, we just didn't think we'd have to. Like, we thought that they would have just accepted it as urgent. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, you'll hear within a week, I think. And then 10 days later, I still hadn't heard. Then I rang the private clinic. So it's all in CUH, but it's just you see a different person or like I know what you mean yeah um so then I rang the private clinic I was like can somebody see me can I just book myself in because nobody is looking at my referrals she's like well we don't have your referral here so I don't know who sent it or who they sent it to but you can book yourself in okay thank you so she's like can you come and it was like tomorrow or like the day after yeah excellent no problem thanks Mel um so I went up that day and or I think she told me I had to wait like two days and the day in between was the cyber hack. Oh my so god. I had the worst, worst timing. So she rang and she was like, okay, so there's no scanning. We can't use any of the machines. But she was like, you want to come up and just see him? And I was like, you know, we'll get the ball rolling. We'll just see somebody and put yeah. me like, in the system. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll come talk to him. There's no issue. So I went up and met the consultant 
And he was like, yeah, there's no scans, but we'll look at it. And so he just did another physical exam. And then he gave me some name of some benign tumor that he thought it was something to do with like my sweat glands because it was kind of under my arm where the lump was. Okay. Like, I don't think it's anything, but we'll send you for an ultrasound. And I was like, all right, okay. But they weren't doing scans unless it was urgent. So I was kind of already like, "Mm, maybe. Um, But I was with my mom and he could see how stressed was about it also of course we went across to the main hospital and had the ultrasound but because they couldn't use the computers any doctor that wanted to see it had to be in the room and physically watch the monitor because you couldn't save anything um and then they called someone in to do a biopsy and a mammogram and like i'm way too young for a mammogram so (laughs) i don't know i knew then when it all kind of started to snowball a bit okay i had a bad like i had a bad feeling when i found it but yeah I can imagine you kind of you kind of think that you're just being insane like yeah especially because you've everyone around you being like you're so young and like you yourself yeah. you're like I'm so young you know and like I was doing a lot of work I was with a PT and stuff at the time so like I was like well it could be like muscles or anything like she was like you've totally. never been training this much um but I don't know was it like a reduced body fat that like showed it up or something or where it came out of but so I had all those fans and then she went on a little staycation to the West Cork something to do um and I got a call while I was there from my they give you like a breast care nurse and she was like um can you come back tomorrow to discuss your results and uh don't come by yourself oh god so I was like right so I had to drive then like two hours back from court literally um and I knew then like and I rang my mom and told her and she was like oh that's just protocol because you're young you can't go by yourself I was like oh I'm 21 years of age I definitely can but um and do you think she knew in her head or was she just kind of trying no, to she did, I think yeah, yeah. I think we really? we all knew but no one wanted to I know no one wants to admit it, no until they to have it to. Out loud. Yeah. yeah yeah I think because she had been sick um she kind of knew what I'd be facing into more than I would be yeah and just didn't want it I suppose which you wouldn't I can't imagine how people do it with kids or having kids or things like that yeah it was very different for me because I was young I had no responsible I wasn't responsible for anyone that I didn't really have anything and I think like you said it's so important like for your mom like it was just amazing that she could support you through it but like again it it made it worse for her knowing what you were going through too because like it's very different for parents who've never experienced it and see their children going through it versus like someone who knows your exact journey and then as soon as you go through it I can imagine like there's a bit of a contrast there yeah like it definitely helped me but I it was probably worse for her yeah then it's hard because each like each diagnosis is so different as well totally it's very unique she had had surgery first and then her chemo was like preventative whereas I had 20 weeks of chemo I had like 12 sessions um over like five months and then I had surgery and then I had um radiation so she had never had radiation and then her surgery was the first so it's all kind of different yeah chemicals and all that kind of stuff fair yeah. yeah and then I have the flu at the moment that everybody has so yeah I think everyone's dying with the flu at the minute I actually had it before Christmas thank god um because you know I could enjoy my Christmas then I had got it a few weeks previous um <laughs> just that like you said like there's just such strength required and like perseverance in terms of like what you've gone through and then 
like you had mentioned your mindset at the time to just be able to compartmentalize the situation that was going on and like focus on what it is you could control and like have you any tips I suppose for people because it's so much easier said than done but like you said once you can do it it just makes the world of a difference because in for you like your life could keep going as normal as possible in such a situation that like you know what I mean like everything else could keep moving while you could and like you said it was a distraction too like it helped you as much as it would have been easy to like you know push everything aside and focus on what you were going through at the time like you were much better able to move forward having that having college and that distraction in place for you yeah I think so um like I think waiting to get called was when I had my exams and stuff but then like I finished my exams and you just have summer um but it was kind of good though that all my friends were at home um like all of us were at home for the summer so I got diagnosed on the 4th of June I'd had my genetic test on the first, but it's like a blood test, so it takes a few weeks to come back. Um, and then they rang me a few weeks later telling me that it had come back, that I, I had the genetic mutation, but that they had seen that my file had been updated, that I'd been diagnosed. So it, it wasn't really a really them then. Um, but then I had, I think it was four weeks of like scans and things. And you actually do um, a round of IVF because of my age. So I was brought to like a fertility clinic and they like <laughs> take out your eggs and freeze them and um, it's all a bit wild really to think about it. But I think it's kind of different as well in that like I'm not, I wasn't doing it for the same reason that most people do. You hear these stories of IVF and people are so stressed and yeah. like it's, it, there's so much hopes put onto it. Whereas for me, I just, I had to do it. Totally. Like, well, yeah. I, I didn't, it was an option, but um, they kind of said that the people that get my chemo regime are usually like 50s 60s and then they didn't know how people my age would react to that treatment okay so like there's like people that people my age that get cancer and then people that get cancer and like that Venn diagram (laughs) does not overlap so they just said they didn't really know what would happen with my fertility and stuff so I had like PET scans CT scans all the ultrasounds for IVS so I think the whole month of June was really busy um and like I'm in Tree and the hospitals are Cork and then IVF was in Dublin so I just didn't really have time to think about it um and then like everyone was around so and I, I wasn't sick yet so yeah. I was able to go and do things and go out for dinner and <laughs> do whatever if people were around um because I didn't check him until the 9th of July so you have like a month in between and out of interest, like, did you tell your friends and did you, like, rely on your friends? Or, like, is it the kind of situation you just wanted to keep to yourself for the minute? Like, um, Not really. Like, I kind of told everyone. Um, People had known that I had found it. And then I was obviously with some of the girls in Cork when I got a call from my nurse to go back oh, the following tough. day. So people kind of knew. I think the people that had been following along, like, obviously my closer friends that knew that I found the lump and they knew that I'd gone to the scan and I went to Cork and did that kind of thing. It was a bit more, obviously, yeah. made more sense to them than the people that I just had to tell. I got diagnosed on a Friday and I text the people that I knew, which you probably shouldn't do, you probably shouldn't text them, but I couldn't call anyone. Oh, well, that's um, so fair. <laughs> and I think like, you know what I mean? Everyone has to navigate their own situation personally and like yeah. everyone's different, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think... Like I got diagnosed and my first thing was like, oh my God, I have work tomorrow. 
dad was like you're not going back to work I was like well, of course I am I think I didn't quite understand the the severity of it like my doctor was like yeah you'll have probably a few months of chemo and things like that and I was like oh I have college in September I actually have final year in, in two months and he's like oh Lauren we need to really like focus on you getting better like keeping you keeping you well and he wasn't gonna say like you need to not die but he was like you have so much bigger issues yeah it's like life altering yeah yeah like what was so important to me is I was like I have football on Sunday I have work tomorrow and I start college again in two months he was like call off all of those things it's so funny you remind me of myself I feel like that would be my reaction like I don't know obviously you can never know until you're in this situation but I feel like I'd be a bit like that I'd be like oh no there's so much to be done I was so practical like (laughs) I was like sorry I know we're in lockdown but I'm still working I was in the centre at the time which was the centre was obviously so important um to me so (laughs) I was like I have work and I have football and I used to go and people see and he was like your priorities will have to change a little bit now, girlie. And then I remember being like, am I going to lose my hair? And he was like, yeah. And I just bawled. I was like, no, oh that is yeah. one statue for her. Like, you can take away central, but you, you cannot take away my hair. It's not happening. Um, because my mom had done that cold cap treatment where they, like, freeze your head. I don't know if oh, you've heard of it. No. They, like, put on, like, a, like a swim hat, basically, and they freeze your head the blood doesn't go there. So your hair doesn't okay. fall out. Okay. Is the principle. But because of COVID... Have to like sterilize them and I don't know my chemo was in Trulli as well and they only do the cold in court it was just too complicated so okay. I didn't do that um so I was like no I can't I can't lose my hair and all those things that you think are important and yeah um so I had text some of the girls um and then I think my mom had texted my dad and my dad had told our two brothers um yeah. one's older one's younger so he's 26 and 16 but that was years ago um and yeah so then like the kind of the important people had known and then the following week I play football for Ofsted in Trilly and I've been missing a few sessions because when I'd had the biopsy I had like a huge bruise across my chest and they were like right no contact for a few weeks and things like that okay well, I had been kind of in and out but they didn't think anything of it um and then I remember texting into the group chat saying like explaining that I've been diagnosed um I didn't actually have the staging at the time because they have to do all these tests and check growth and stuff but it turned out to be stage three triple negative breast cancer that I was diagnosed with um so I told them I couldn't play for the rest of the season but I'll be back next season and I remember telling them at like maybe like three or four o'clock and they had training that night so I was like they can all deal with it and they can talk to each other and go about it that way and that then when I meet them it's it's been dealt with a little bit like yeah the big totally. that I would tell people and they would cry so I was just making everybody cry even though it wasn't my fault and then when other people cry you get upset and and totally and it's I like you said there's them. there's so much to it so it's not even just a matter of telling them I am sick it's like having to go into yeah. the detail around it as well like you know yeah. having to do and that think, for each person like I didn't know the staging either so I was telling everyone that I'd caught it so early and that I was going to be so fine it was just I had to take the year out of college and do some treatment and stuff but like I'd be grand, like no problems and it was only actually after I'd finished my chemotherapy I went to 
we have a recovery haven, which is like an art, like cancer, cancer center. And um, I went to get a reflexology, like the foot massage. And yeah. your doctor has to fill out your um, like medical prognosis kind of a thing. And she only wrote on it then, like stage three. So I think for me, I was facing stage one or maybe two. Okay. All along. And then it was only when it was gone that I was actually told that it was stage three, which was probably better. Totally, yeah, definitely um, for yourself. Because for my chemo, I had um, every two weeks for two months. So I had two in July, two in August. And then it went to every week of like a different type. And the one every two weeks, I was quite sick with that. And that's what makes your hair fall out and like nauseous um, and stuff like that. But I was kind of sick for like four days. And then I had like 10 good days. So like after the first kind of cycle, you plan it. And I was able to text my friends and say like, okay, don't talk to me <laughs> from Friday to like Monday. Yeah, you could and navigate then, it. And then plan away and I'll I'll fit in. Because a lot of people, I think, especially at our age, you don't know how to how to deal with it. This was all of our first experience. So some people work on like, okay, we won't talk to her. Like we'll leave her alone. Like, yeah. No, no, you talk to me. <laughs> Because everyone's different too, like that. Like some people might yeah. want to shut themselves off, but then others yeah, exactly. like might appreciate the support. It's very different. I was like, oh no, can we go somewhere? Like, can we, can we do something? Like it was advised for me to stay like outside because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm not drinking. But I was like, I'll go meet you places. And, and it's like you said as well, like <clears throat> for you, like you had to alter, not at all, like for you, you had to alter so many aspects of your life that then like you still needed distractions and like outlets that you could you know that weren't all about the cancer you know what I mean like you needed other things going on like like fair enough you couldn't play football but like you have to be able to meet your friends and chat and bit of have a bit of distraction in place too yeah like all of my like full-time college part-time work that would have gone to full-time work in the summer um football a few days a week training a few days a week like that was all taken so like for the was, year had you like no college no work yeah oh my gosh um so like and I'm such a person like I'm so busy I'm, I'm full on all the time yeah that's, that's how I like to be so they were like oh yeah you can't work because like I wasn't really that unwell I, I was unwell for the few days and then I kind of came around again but it was COVID that if I caught COVID it would delay everything so and your age probably like yeah. enabled you to kind of stay somewhat healthier in terms of dealing with like the chemo and everything like yeah I'm not sure but I presume it was it somewhat helped you know what I mean so yeah that, I that, you so. had that bit more energy and stuff yeah um like I think I remember after my first my first time chemo they put you on like steroids and stuff so some people say that you don't actually feel sick for the first few days until you come off the steroids so I was kind of facing into it thinking okay like I'll be fine until like Monday and I got it on a Friday morning and I remember Friday afternoon evening I was like oh my god like I was just so like nauseous and like I just felt like I'd been hit by a bus like and I remember bawling to my mom and I was like mom like everybody said like you're young you'll be fine and I was like I'm not fine and I'm like I'm so competitive and like only I could make treatment a competitive thing but <laughs> mom I'm not good at this like at all like I'm not coping well everybody said like you'd fly it and she's like they're just telling you that because they don't know what to tell you like they're not going to meet you and say like oh, you're gonna have like, like an awful few months she's like they don't know what to say so like I found that really hard at the start coming to grips with like 
because I was when they told me so much was wrong with me I felt perfect and it was only the treatment that made me sick which is kind of a it was a weird thing to okay to grasp but yeah I just kind of did as much as possible when I could like I have a dog and stuff so I'd be like oh she has to go for a walk so off we went um and like things like that like everyone bought me puzzles like paint by numbers and coloring books and things like that um which I didn't really do until the winter when everyone went back to college yeah that was awful as well yeah when everyone went back I was about to say that must have been very hard yeah I was like guys we're we're on a year out did you not get (laughs) we're all taking this together (laughs) um I was like oh it's just like over again everybody stay home um so that was kind of hard and seeing like freshers and stuff but then it was covid so it wasn't like fully back well that's what everyone told me <laughs> not back to normal at all like you're not missing anything yeah okay and <laughs> party doesn't happen if I am not there <laughs> so like things were hard but I'd say in regular circumstances it probably would have been harder um and then some of my friends I should have done final year last year so a lot of my friends are doing final year and a lot of them are teachers so they were actually on placement in Italy um so I could see some of those weekends and like that like some people were at home um so not everybody left but <laughs> totally yeah you still have people around you like which is so important you know what I mean like it's like I said it's just having that distraction there and those people to hang out with because like your friends are like your family at the end of the day like when you're close enough with them you yeah. know what I mean and like just people to kind of make you laugh and have the chats with and I just wanted to talk about like normal things totally like, I was just like if, if I want to talk about it like I'll bring it up but I was like other than that like tell me about college or work or yeah some random boy you're talking to like I was like I don't care what we're talking about but I just needed to feel a bit normal because obviously like most of my time was in the hospital and then I was I remember in the chemo where like most people are a good bit older um so they were all kind of like talking to each other so the nurses used to like make such a good effort with me and they'd be talking way about anything whatever was going on I was often crazy anatomy at the time um oh my god what a good show <laughs> I'm obsessed if I could not get any more hospital into me at the time you're like would you not watch something else no I, yeah and it's so long as well that's the best part so like <laughs> yeah exactly I got through all of it in the few months um but I think some people were so like like rapper and cotton wool and like mind her and stuff whereas my friends were just like oh she's fine like <laughs> totally but it was like, probably because you seem so strong as well like it was probably your mindset as well that enabled them to act that way too you know like because mm-hmm. I pres- you know what I mean on your outside you obviously left off an exterior that enabled them to think that way you know that you would be fine because like yeah, they were like oh she's fine like she she's not sick it seems like you were totally positive throughout the whole situation like you know what I mean well as positive as one could be I mean I'm yeah. sure you had tougher days too like it's not always yeah no it's definitely sailing. not but um like I think as you said earlier about like gratitude and stuff like I've kept a gratitude journal like a year or two before I was sick even it was since like 2019 and it's like one where like every day I'll write like something or as many things as possible and like I kept that through the whole the whole time that I was sick that's um, amazing like I still have it now so like I think for me 
like getting diagnosed wasn't the big issue like getting diagnosed was a great thing to happen because from there I got better um but like there is there there was awful parts of it um but I think like I'm so lucky in that like a few years ago I wouldn't have been treatable like there's so much like research and things like that gone on so because mine's triple negative it's not hormonal um which makes it like harder to treat I think (laughs) um and then because of my age I'm like growing and like your cells are growing so quickly and everything's multiplying so like the tumors can grow quicker um so like I think a good few years or not even that long ago it would have been a very different like prognosis so the fact that I was able to go through and I didn't have any big like hiccups like you can be like allergic to chemo and don't respond to anesthetic and things like that so like I had my 20 weeks of chemo I had like a month off then I had surgeries I actually got COVID (laughs) at Christmas because I was about to say is that was that like a major concern as well while you were going through it like was that if you caught COVID like could that be could that hinder I suppose your treatment like I think for me it wasn't because I felt so well yeah I I was oblivious (laughs) to what was going on it's only now that I'm like Fully better like it's only now really that I'm like coming back around like fully to myself but um it was more so that it would delay like you can't go into the hospital so like it would have delayed my chemo which okay. for me I was like okay like I have little <laughs> post-it notes up here and I like ticked off each time I came home so I had like chemo 1 to 12 and I would just take it off and I was like okay I finished on the 23rd of November and like if I'd gotten uh COVID that that would have pushed it out a week and that would have that would have ruined me like I'm I'm such a Virgo like I was so <laughs> organized about all of it I was like I would just take take it off and keep going um so that was more so I'm sure the doctors were more worried that I would get sick yeah I was just worried about it delaying anything so okay. I had like a a small operation on the 20th of December to take out like lymph nodes and just check kind of spread and make sure that it hadn't gone anywhere um and then I I went out the 23rd for 12 months stuff and got over um and then I was meant to have surgery on the 10th so I rang my doctors and I was like oh I'll be out of isolation by the 10th so see you there and they were like oh you can't have surgery for seven weeks after you've had COVID stop like, excuse me and they were like yeah, you can't go under anesthetic because like your lungs you could get a clot or something and I was like, oh, nobody told me that. So I freaked out anyway. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I was like, I'm having my surgery. Like, I'll see you on the 10th. So I I, I think she rang my GP. So my GP called me in. And I was like, um, oh, I told her that, um, I don't know, the scientist in me came out. And I was like, I'll check my clotting factors. Because I was like, you have my blood from the 20th of December. So I was like, my clotting factors are the same now. Because... I think it was all the data was obviously a bit delayed so like it was based on alpha and delta and then last Christmas was Omicron was going around okay so which was more like upper respiratory than like your lungs so I absolutely read the doctor like I feel so bad for her but I was like I'm gonna get my bloods tested send them up to work and when they're fine I'll see you there I went down to the doctors and she had obviously called him in the meantime and I was like, Lauren, you can't do that. 
I was like, please, like, <laughs> just do my surgery. Like, I was like, how many people do you have begging for you to cut their boobs off? Like, please just do my surgery. And he was like, fine, we'll take your blood and we'll send them off up. So they sent them off and then they rang me a week or like a few days later. They're like, oh, your bloods are fine. Um, COVID didn't really affect you. They're like, we are going to have to push it out a week so, um, from the 10th to the 17th. And they're like, but we'll do your surgery. That's fine. Oh my god, that's amazing. Like your persistence is off the charts. Like, but it just goes to show, like, as even you had mentioned that in the beginning, yeah. like that they had like marked you further down the list because of your age and stuff. And yeah. had you not taken action into your own hands, like you could have been waiting so much longer. That's yeah. why I did it the second because I'm not really a confrontational person. But I was like the last time I was put out for a few weeks, I was like, that wouldn't have gone well if I hadn't pushed it. So yeah. I was like, absolutely no way. Um and I had to turn up then that morning. I was mortified. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. She's like, your case is already different, like, because your age and stuff. So she's like, we do have to kind of really personalize it. But they were obviously off the walls with COVID. They probably wasn't happy to keep me up for a few weeks. But they did the surgery anyway, as normal. And I was grand. I had, you have to wait 12 weeks before going back to contact sports. So I had to wait until, like, March to go back playing football or April. Um... And then I had radiation on one side um, for 15 sessions through March. And then I finished for good on March 23rd. And I'm here. <laughs> and like, are, are things kind of pretty much resumed for you in terms of like, you're obviously finishing out final year, you're going back playing sport, like all that. Like, how has that adjustment been, I suppose, returning to life? Yeah, um, like I love it because it's so busy. Um, but I think like during the summer it was all like trips and stuff that like people couldn't go on because of COVID anyway. And then I had first year of COVID as normal, and then it was second year of COVID that I was sick. So, but I think second year of COVID was less severe lockdowns and stuff. But we still couldn't go anywhere. Um, like it was just like holidays, and I did the hundred k fundraiser in June, so that was manic and everyone thought I was absolutely insane and do you mind explaining it what was it because I did try to look it up because I was fascinated <laughs> like and I was um, thinking I went running one day and I was actually I was actually thinking of you in my own head and I was like 100k how many k am I doing today now and was it 100k over 30 days was that it yeah so for the month of June you can run walk wheel crawl whatever way 100 kilometers in so 30 how, days is that every day it's like what is it it's like five five k's a week five five k's a week okay cool because yeah. i was trying to so when you, when you break like, it up it's not too bad it's like two two and a bit day still though <laughs> well like it would have been fine if i decided to walk it yeah but i also decided i would run it which was so stupid um like was i that, had i had such a good time tough like because i can imagine having gone through like the year that you've had in terms of your fitness and stuff it probably wasn't up to the same level or maybe like it was i don't know like not at all <laughs> um like i'm back playing football and but well, i don't like running full stop um like unless i'm really football like, i used to do athletics i didn't like sprinting but i just get bored so i got so many people to sign up so that i would have someone to run with all the time um so like the whole of Trilly was in our pink t-shirts and everyone was running and everyone was so good like so many people did it um but I obviously had to do loads of like interviews and things like that for it um so that, I suppose that's when like the story went like really public um because it was like I was on the Ray Darcy show and, like, stop 
all this stuff. Yeah, I did an interview with Catherine Thomas. She's so lovely. Um, about like the hundred k and stuff like that, and um, all these like events and speaking. I wouldn't have been a, I'm like I'm an outgoing person. I'm really talkative anyway, but I would have never done like public speaking. Yeah. Um. So I did that. Um. And like my personal fundraiser raised like just over twenty thousand. Stop. Oh my god, that's amazing. And the nationwide one has raised over a million and it's been done for three years in a row. So like we've raised four million like total over the last few years. Um and like it goes to Breast Cancer Ireland, but they can choose like where the money specifically goes. So yeah. they've put it into research. Um they've done this like shamrock trial, which is for like a specific type of breast cancer. Um and it's for like new drugs and things like that um and like there's huge progress on like less toxic you know like the fact that chemotherapy yeah. at the moment is like your whole body is affected for like like I had like a five centimeter tumor and okay. like yeah it's it's just really widespread um so like the aim is obviously to make it a bit more like localized and just yeah. get rid of like where it is um so like that kept me busy then for June and then trips and stuff in July and August my birthday's in August um so I had a huge birthday for like my 21st 22nd and oh 23rd all in one <laughs> <laughs> um and then went back to college which was wild it was kind of weird because my course are obviously finished yeah like most of my friends will be finished um but the course like the group that I've gone into this year is so nice um it's a small course so like there was 15 last year and there's 17 this year so it's a small group um but yeah and like the lectures and stuff were lovely it's the same ones that I would have had so they were really good at like kind of easing me back in totally um but it was weird doing exams I found this Christmas because the last set of exams in person I had done were Christmas of second year which was like four years ago or something um yeah so like that was wild but it's just getting used to stuff again like back into like routine and things like I still have some checkups but I see doctors probably every six months maybe okay cool so like it's not like I suppose your life has more or less resumed to normal as normal as it can since like you know it's not completely still taking over your life or anything like I don't have any um like ongoing treatment okay (laughs) (laughs) and have you managed to keep up the running since or have you decided to I'm still not a runner um Um, I went back playing football for um I was really competitive so I didn't like playing not at my best um I act as if I've taken a gap year a lot is what I've learned um but I'm back training with the club I was with um Rebecca probably oh yeah 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 Yeah, she was a coach that I was with beforehand so I'm back training with her um like I think when you're back to college it's so easy to be because you're like walking everywhere and yeah like meeting up with people and things like that totally I will do it again in June but I'm not looking forward (laughs) oh so do you think you'll run the fundraiser again this June coming Probably, yeah. If they yeah. take me. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. No, a hundred percent. I just found it I found it more so hard on my like my body, like my legs and stuff were just sore. So I'm just not used to road running. But I liked the idea of 
everybody doing that. It's such a good idea. Or like even to do it as walks. It's such an active way to give back. And like, that's what I found actually personally. Um, I had done a half marathon. I'd say it's definitely two years ago at this stage. But like that, I raised at the time, it was like around March. So it was like Daffodil Day time around. And I just said like, randomly, I was like, oh, I'll raise money for Daffodil Day and I raise some money or whatever. And I kind of didn't know much about the Irish Cancer Society. I didn't like I wasn't that informed, yeah. but I just raised the money and donated it and whatever else. And then it a few um, a year or two later, it came around then that like someone close to me had passed away. And like we actually used the services provided by the Irish Cancer Society. And yeah. it was amazing to see like it just gave me such perspective on how important like donating is and giving to charities. And like when you can see it in progress, you know what I mean? And yeah. I felt so much more deserving of it personally for that person because I was like, at least I had done something to give back, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. think it's like when you can do that, like it's amazing, you know, and like you can see it actively put into practice. Cause I think sometimes people can be wary of like different charities and stuff for whatever yeah. reasons, but you know, there's a lot out there that do amazing things and do great things for other people. Yeah, exactly. Like I think even in college and stuff, um, like UCC would be linked with like cancer research and stuff um and like things like that like the fact that my treatment probably 10 years ago wouldn't have been a thing or that like when my mom had gone for genetic testing like six years ago maybe hers took like like 10 or 11 months to come back 10 or 11 months and mine took three weeks like oh my god so it's it's insane like the progress that they make they like they send them off to the uk somewhere and hers it, it was a six month they said it would take six months and always came back as inconclusive. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and then we had to send it off again. So she basically had like her genetic test done twice. Um, whereas mine took like two and a half, three weeks. So like when you see changes like that, or like even like monitoring side effects and stuff, like I had like my anti-sickness and stuff. By like the second round of mine, I was able to know like what to take and where. Um, and like my mom's treatment had to be in Cork, but I could do mine in Tralee. Um, and there's things like we've got this community intervention team of like nurses so you get your bloods done the day before your chemo so I would just drive down to the hospital and get my blood taken or they can come to the house if you're not well enough but I was only delighted to get out of the house um, and you go down and get your bloods done and then if you're well enough like your blood count has to be at a certain level then you come in the next day and get your treatment but for my mom, she had to go up to Cork they probably would have left her house in Trillia or maybe you'd go up and get your bloods on that morning then wait around and then if your bloods are okay you got your treatment so like once her bloods weren't but if she had that done the day before she wouldn't have had to gone to court at all so like she'd gone all the way up to court to be told like you're not well enough so like there's there's such big changes like that even um so like i suppose seeing changes in that way um it's so helpful and i thankfully haven't used any of their services since so i don't know the difference in the meantime but yeah. you see research and stuff all the time um where they're doing this new goldilocks drug is a drug that um is more kind of it's like a pill that you take rather than kind of chemotherapy. therapy and i don't know if it's been approved yet but it's like it's called goldilocks it was like the third try of testing that they got it um and it's way more localized so there'd be less side effects and stuff and it's just kind of it was come so prominent that this needs to be it needs to be fixed and I suppose yeah. there's so many different types of cancer that it's so hard to, to target and stuff but there is just so much work so much work being done and 
it just affects so many people so I was yeah. really delighted uh, <laughs> no it is amazing easy. and like you said like it it's so much easier for you to represent the brand knowing what they do represent the charity yeah. I mean sorry because you know what they do and like what what you benefited from it because like you from the way you're speaking like I kind of I suppose because I've never had much of a one-to-one experience with what you've gone through that like it's such a personalized service like even the simple thing of like having to get those bloods each time and then having to check and look at your cell count and stuff like that like you know what I mean it's also individualized and like the amount of people that are going through it is crazy so I can only imagine the services that are required to serve every one of them yeah exactly like everyone's just so different and then I suppose some people have similar types if it's an age-related thing but then it was like my case that like I was so so out of the the range but like since I've been diagnosed there was two girls in Cork that were diagnosed at around 21 and they were actually able to find me online so like while I was sick I decided that I would become a TikTok sensation which hasn't quite taken off but it was just something for me to do yeah. and I posted like this hair update thing of like my hair growing out and she texted and was like oh um I've just finished radiation like I'm kind of in your position like I'm so glad to see someone like kind of out the other side and I was able to like contact her and like then another girl got diagnosed and it was actually on LinkedIn and she posted that like she was gonna have to take you out of college and I was like you are me last year like yeah. I was like I did that exact thing I was like I'll see you out of college and I was like I'm actually back now and like I still talk to her because she's still in treatment yeah and it's so nice to be able to like Met. like I met three girls online while I was in treatment as well um and they were 28 29 13 kind of but like to me that was like so close to my age compared totally. to totally no so, that's like, amazing the connections and stuff are huge um, yeah and our age is kind of lost in the like links I suppose like I found in our center here a lot more kind of like last days and like yoga and it's like older people and stuff and then like play therapy for kids whose like parents are going through it whereas okay. I kind of found that our group in the middle were a bit forgotten about kind of totally and like I can imagine it makes a massive difference because it's like you said there like the people you're meeting at like 30 I'm sure have much different worries when they're going through what they are versus your worries like because everyone at a different age is worried about different things yeah so like, like all those girls were saying that all their friends were getting like engaged and having babies and stuff and they were feeling like left out and I was like okay it's not, <laughs> it's not me but nowhere near there yet <laughs> I, can, I can imagine or like the fact that like fertility would affect them so much more yeah than me like for me finding out at 21 and like my periods came back as normal so they assumed that that I'll be okay but if you're put on fertility treatment it can be like five years or ten years so, like to find out at that age can be so different it's so different but even for me finding those girls it was anyway closer to me was was helpful and like you could text them saying like oh like I'm having whatever issue with like my eyelashes or something something that I'm not going to ask my doctor about um and it was so helpful to just have people that that knew what they were talking about because my friends were so good but they were they were trying to understand yeah totally 
like having someone that you can actually relate to and is going through the same thing like even the simple yeah. thing of like losing your hair like you had said I can imagine because your 20s are such a time where you're like so concerned about your looks and like and it's just natural like I mean it's yeah. the same as everyone I mean I've suffered with acne previously and I'm obviously not comparing the two situations because they're completely different but like that I can remember a point when I was insecure about my physical appearance and like you know as trivial as it seems at the time it's massive in our eyes you know regardless yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so lucky I got such a good wig that I actually met people out and they were like oh my heart like I heard you were saying so like obviously you're not now <laughs> I was like no I am actually the, the, what you heard was true because like things go around as like rumors then of course yeah oh my god no and then they'd see me or like before I'd started treatment and they're like oh you're sorry fine. got that yeah. one wrong I was like, no, no, <laughs> the physical thing is so different. Like, I found this year, um, I stopped wearing my wig. I, I have, I didn't wear it in 2022 at all. I just, I got so over it. Once I had that little like baby hair on my head, I was like, that's, that's all you like, needed. Yeah, thank you, for me, thank you. And like winter was hat season, so I could kind of get away with that for a while. Um, but now I'm at like a cute little mullet stage, fluffy. <laughs> um, but like I met so many people this Christmas, and they were like oh my god like I love your hair and they're like oh you've got like the curtain bangs and like they, someone came up and said like oh how do you find the Dyson and I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like the Dyson I was like I don't even have a hair dryer girl this is just you got like these female curls they call them when your hair goes back in stuff oh this is so nice and I think this this Christmas I felt like so much more confident yeah and I like wasn't hiding anything and like the steroids I felt like I was kind of like swollen and I just I just didn't feel like I looked like myself at all because now that I'm back doing what I want to do and stuff like that it's so much more and like that only took not even a year to come yeah. back around so like it, it just goes so quickly and now I care so much less about most things like you realize how unimportant they are like people are getting so worshipped about things and I'm like oh those are really matter though and I say my friends are so sick of me saying that, but <laughs> I'm just like, guys, it doesn't matter. Like, we're all happy and healthy and we're all alive. And they're like, oh my God, Lauren, like, just let me, let me deal. And I'm like, okay, you can, you can stress about your problems, but like, it just does not bother me anymore. Or like, even for exams, this was probably the most calm I've ever been through in the exam period. I was like, oh, I saw a thing actually while I was sick. I think it was Georgie Crawford with a good glow. Yeah, podcast. yeah. Listen to all of her podcasts or... Sinead Hegarty's podcast um and I was like oh like someone said that if you change your statement from like I have to do something like I get to do something and it just changed everything I was like oh I get to do my exams rather than like I have to and like I get to go back to college rather than I have to and all these kind of things and I was like that was it so I was going through my exam like how lucky are we to do exams everyone <laughs> was like oh my gosh oh it's so true though and like I think it's like you said I've actually I'm I'm like you I have heard that state or that quote before and like I don't know who it came from but it's probably more or less the same sources because I listen to all yeah. the same stuff as you but um yeah it's that idea of like we get to do things and we're so blessed and like yeah. I know so many people could be listening or rolling their eyes and being like okay whatever but like you said it's very like not but it's so it's giving you a great perspective having gone to what you have because you can see how bad things can get and like you're out the other side of it so I think like you're such an advocate for that and like you know what I mean it's great now that you can come out the other side and have that perspective you know and carry yeah, and, I think, like, and help others 
yeah and like for me even at the time I was like okay like it's it's working like my, my chemo worked so like like I had to go through all of the sickness but like people go through all of that and, and it doesn't work so like from the initial diagnosis everything there went positively like it went as well as it could have so like my chemo fully got rid of the surgery was preventative and that went well my radiation I didn't really have any like major side effects so like in the grand scheme of things <laughs> quite well out of the whole thing so like the fact that my treatment worked and like within nine months I was back within 12 months I was back running <laughs> not very well but running means that like it was just so much so much to be grateful for and like people do like even when I say it to people they're like I think it was so unfair I'm like yeah, well like I'd rather have learned the lessons a different way yeah but like there's nothing I can do about that now so like if I don't look back at it as like like it probably was the worst year of my life but there's so many positives that can come out of it that I can't look at it as like this blanket bad year and like if I was I could just go back into my little gratitude journal and <laughs> look at all the nice things that happened throughout the year but I just think it's made me like a silver lining kind of person which I, I don't know that I was before no, I would, I would definitely, if I was to guess and I was based on this conversation, I would definitely say you were prior to this. Like, I'm trying to make sure I wear this properly now because I don't want to come across um, the message to come across wrong. But like what I'm trying to say is like, you know what I mean? Your energy and everything, like it somewhat carries you through it as well. And I just think like, it's like you said, someone else, someone else could experience this and just think it's the worst thing and they could, but you, you turn the whole thing on its head and like, that's definitely one of the reasons why you're here today because I'm such a believer in like energy and like you know keeping looking to the positives and keeping everything on a high note as much as possible in certain situations and like the fact that you can do that I'm actually just in awe like honestly I'm in awe (laughs) (laughs) no I think definitely like I think like staying kind of positive and upbeat about it where possible like obviously I did that I was like everybody leave me alone I don't want to do it but like I just decided that like me being depressed about it I was not it wasn't going to make me get better any quicker so like I was like if I can go out and do things and pass the time and do whatever and like make the nine months that I was going to be in treatment go as quickly as possible I was going to do it so like anything that I could have done that kept me out and like doing stuff and I think it's all based on like my family and friends as well that they didn't let me totally and follow and kind of recluse myself I just I wouldn't be that kind of person anyway I'm, I'm quite a social person so I wanted to go and do people like do things and see people and stuff like that um but I think it definitely it definitely helped me like talking to people about it and then talking about completely other things like yeah. I had such a it was a part of the last year it wasn't like the entire last year um I had to kind of separate things and do normal stuff um because I would have just gone mad <laughs> absolutely insane no it's so a great like, way think... go on sorry uh, no I don't know what I was going to say I just think that like kind of doing things for the same as 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 normal as you can like my mom said that like when she was sick it was like she had three kids to mind if she had yeah. things to do whereas I think I suppose for my it was harder in a way and not harder that like I didn't have anything that I had to do yeah like I didn't have to go to work and I didn't have college and things like that so I kind of had to make my own routine and entertainment and stuff like that 
um, but it definitely did help. And just to end the podcast, because I feel like I've held you now for long enough and <laughs> you've actually been just a wealth of information and thanks so much for sharing your story and just kind of giving people an insight into like what so many other people are experiencing like day to day. And we had kind of said in the beginning that we'd like to end it on the note of like creating awareness and like, you know, um, you had kind of even described it better than I had that you had said. I suppose that like this is the time of year that like people make resolutions and like I don't really make resolutions because I don't really keep them but like, I made up my like 2023 vision board. I love doing vision boards. I think they're so much fun. Um, and like I think that's such a big thing that so many of us could take in this year would be like kind of self-checks and like just being on top of your own health because no one knows your body as well as you do so if you have such a good understanding then if something is to crop up you can have like the confidence to to push and say like no this definitely wasn't here before um so like what I had got my friends to do was breast cancer Ireland actually have an app breast aware um and it like it'll send you a notification as often as as you want one so like a big thing is like feel on the first so like the first of every month is when you do your self-check um and the app will send you like a notification and it has like tutorials and stuff because like the big thing when I spoke to my friends was that they didn't think they had to or didn't know how so now that they all know that they have to <laughs> um the big thing was like learning how and I was like okay well like I I've had a mastectomy since so like I have implants so mine is a bit different but it was just kind of knowing that like it's still under your arm and like up your collarbone and like there's things that people just don't know so I think the app made it quite, it just takes all the work out of it. Like it'll send you a notification, you watch the video and follow along. And then that's your check done for the month. Or if you want to do more than once a month, you could, but I just think it's so important. Yeah, no, it's so true because I think we all have that perception of breast cancer being isolated to the breasts. And I think you raised such an important point of like kind of your underarms and like near your collarbone and stuff, because that was something I don't know what I have learned it through. I think it could have been... Georgie Crawford and the Good Glow are one of those, um, you know, awareness posts on Instagram of where they like point out the areas that can be affected. Cause like that, I just wouldn't have known. And it's complete like ignorance and it's no one's fault. Cause it's like you yeah. said, we're still so young. So it's easy to just kind of think, oh, that won't happen to me. Like I'm young, whatever else. But like you said, once you can kind of download that app and kind of have the notifications and look at the tutorials and stuff, it makes it all quite easy. And we should all be doing it as best we can. Yeah, like I think the November beforehand, we saw Ruby Conley um, before I got sick. Yeah. I found a lump and got me checked. And that's what put it like, kind of in my head at the time. But I think we didn't really have any any like education on it. Like I know that they do now because my younger brother is in TY and his, um, they year like pick a charity. So they picked um, Breast Cancer Ireland this year as like, their charity. Because I was I was a past people of the school, and then my brothers in the year, so um, it was such a nice thing for them to do. And yeah. they got a speaker in. They have Breast Cancer Ireland has like outreach kind of coordinators, and she goes into the class or like the school and does like a talk, and shows like health stuff back and like her story and stuff like that. And like we had one in UCC this year, and there was one in in my secondary school, but before me, I don't think I ever had any of those talks, and I think it would have been would have been so like they're so invaluable to just know 
even if it's in like the back of your head and like you don't check like I probably didn't check as much as I should have but the fact that I was able to check at all is better like early detection I am I'm such a a broken record but like it 100% saved my life so I think that early say it just can't get enough praise for me um for like self-checks and stuff because we are just so far out of the age bracket to get um mammograms and stuff or even for other types I know like a big thing for like our age group would be like Hodgkins or non-Hodgkins and stuff and that can also be like around your neck and stuff so I think just getting used to your body and knowing what's normal and just knowing that you can go to the GP and push push for answers 